was more a uh, Bill and Ted Declan Adventure kind of guy. That's definitely more of like a more of a. Hi, uh, Ashley. Hi, Jay. How are uh, you? I, we haven't talked since before Gangnam Style. I don't think. I know, which has been quite a while because that's a big was, video uh, nowadays. Late August, I think. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Probably since Name Change Day, which would be August. Oh, okay. Groovy. What's been happening since then? Well, I went to see my parents over Thanksgiving. How'd, how'd that go? Well... Was the turkey moist and delicious? The turkey was moist and delicious. Thank okay. you for asking. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Yeah, they brined the turkey beforehand, and then they, my dad liked to do it on the grill. It was nice. Really? I know. A grilled turkey? Yeah, well, it's it's almost like a smoked turkey because it's it's a low heat for like four hours or something. So hmm, okay, I haven't tried I mean, that. Well, think, think of it like how you do brisket or something, sort of the low heat, long time thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had sent my parents a letter back in May asking them to call me Ashley because they hadn't been in the months preceding my letter to them, I had noticed that they kind of organically started calling me Snooks Pooks more often, which is a childhood nickname I've had since yeah. I was a baby. And so in, in the letter, I mentioned that it's okay if you call me Snooks Pooks, although I would prefer Ashley, but Snooks Pooks is okay. So what they, my parents seems to have adopted is just calling me Snooks Pooks all the time. Since May. Yeah, since May, yeah. Which is an improvement, I guess, because it's not my birth name. But it's just weird that they've taken the effort to learn a new name, but it's not my name. It seems a little passive aggressive. Kind of. Well, that and I, as you'll see from anecdotes in a little bit, they just, they don't even want to say my name. Mm. I mean, they'll say things like, oh, that name, rather than saying Ashley. Mm. Okay. I know. Well, st start from wherever you like. Okay, sure. So I, they picked me up from the airport on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and my brother was only getting in town the next day on Thanksgiving Day with his girlfriend, who I would actually be meeting for the first time. Cool. Her name's Margaret, and she's super nice. Yeah. So on the Wednesday, my flight was like at 3.30 or something, but the, the gist being that there wasn't a whole lot left in the day, shall we say. That by the time I got home, it was like four or something or other, and then we had dinner and so on. But nonetheless, my parents still managed to call me the wrong name eight times, and they used the wrong pronouns for me twice. Well, tell me what happened the very first time they called you the wrong name. Well, they said something like, uh, birth name, would you like something to drink? And I said, uh, please don't call me that. And yes, I would also like something to drink, please. And as I w was saying that, my, my dad says, oh, uh, yes, Snooks Pooks, would you like something to drink? So he mm. would correct himself, but to Snooks Pooks. He's obviously switching words, but not to my name. Is it because there's nothing feminine about Snooks Pooks? Probably. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if a part of it may also be that because he, he or my mom, whoever came up with it, gave me that nickname. Right. Rather than me having came up with it. Okay. One side effect I hadn't anticipated with Snooks books is, is just that up until my letter, it, they had used it for me occasionally, but it was kind of a term of affection. Something where 
maybe if it was my birthday or something, my dad might say, hope you're having a great day, Snooks Books, and that kind of thing. But with them using it all the time, it's just like, it's as if your spouse addressed you as honey bun 100% of the time. It probably becomes a little weird. It is actually, in my experience, kind of weird when my wife uses my first name. Uh, it just doesn't oh. happen all that often. Okay. It's rare. <laughs> uh, we use we use a lot of uh, we use a lot of pet names, a lot of different pet names. So I know that she's actually trying to make a, an important point when she uses my first name in conversation. Oh, I see. Yeah. Kind of like when, I don't know if this happened with you, but it happens in a lot of families when your mother's mad at you, she'll include your middle name. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my mom never happened to do that, but I would see that on TV all the time. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. Although now if my mom called me by my first and middle names, it would be awesome. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how did it feel when he switched to Snook Books? Snook's Books. Well, it felt like... Ah, here we go again. That it was, I could feel that they, it was as if they made some progress and then just kind of stopped there. Like they climbed partway up the mountain and just figured, ah, oh, this is fine. Hmm. It's, as an interim kind of thing, it's, it's fine. And indeed those first few months or whatever, it was okay. But it's not so much a pit stop if you don't plan on driving anymore. Yeah. Is that... Um... Yeah. But then you said it happened seven more times in the first day. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think a lot of it was just that... Was it the same process every time? For the most part, but what what I've come to realize is that some, some of the time my parents say I would be in the other room and just, just out of what they assumed would be earshot, and I could hear them saying something like, oh, so-and-so's luggage is over, over there or whatever. Obviously they had re been referring to me by my birth name amongst themselves that they weren't calling me snooks books all the time sure merely all the time when they thought i was listening right so it really wasn't i mean that kind of hurt i guess because it meant that they were just calling me my birth name but substituting snooks books when they thought it would make a difference humoring you yeah but then you didn't bust into the room and say ha ha I have caught you like it. Uh, no, I mean, usually there was a type of thing where um, they were maybe going off to check on the pie or whatever it is. And so that they would be back in a moment anyway. So I didn't, I didn't really know how to deal with that. Hmm. And also, I wasn't sure that they would interpret it as accidental overhearing rather than, I don't know, eavesdropping or something. <sighs> okay. <laughs> that seems secondary. Yeah. But I mean, as I'll go over on other days, it so happened that they ended up getting my name wrong fewer times. Which is to say they would call me Snooks Pokes more frequently, but I hesitate to say getting my name right because they never did call me Ashley. I mean, on on the Wednesday then, they messed up my name a bunch and after dinner and we went to bed, I, I checked my email and things, and I noticed that their Wi-Fi name is my birth name. And that hadn't been true previously? I I think it may have been the case, perhaps since before my transition, but it still kind of hurts that they just were like, ah, fuck it, we'll leave it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to play devil's advocate at all, but... <laughs> 
how often do you see a Wi-Fi signal name? Like you connect to it once and then if it keeps working, then you never have to see it again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very odd. Although what they also have done, I mean, because they like to have guests over, relatives and so on. I mean, they have a guest room, actually two guest rooms. And so they have a post-it note on the dresser of each guest room saying Wi-Fi name is such and such. Oh, Wi-Fi password is this. So for guests that come over and want to check their email, it outs me. Uh, yeah, it probably. Not necessarily that you could be a long lost cousin or something. Uh, <laughs> but it's not very likely. Right, yeah. Hmm. I mean, moreover, it, it kind of signals to the guests that my, that my parents just aren't taking this seriously. So speaking of guests, were you outed at all? Uh, yes. Well... My birth name was revealed to guests who theoretically may not have heard it before. But knowing that how often my dad had likely fucked up my birth name in the past, they had undoubtedly heard my birth name before. Okay. They weren't first-time guests. Right, right. Like, for instance, my uh, brother's girlfriend, Margaret, was there for the four or five days or whatever. And my dad would mess up my name around her. Mm. So, but of course... My parents have met Margaret before, and so they probably messed things up long before Thanksgiving. How did you approach that? How did you fix it? Well, I mean, I would correct my parents when they would do that. And one of the strategies I recall us discussing before was along the lines of, well, if they say, if they address you as something like, so-and-so, would you like to have a slice of cake? I could just ignore them. Right. But what I found was that they... They wouldn't use that manner of speech, whether intentional or otherwise. They would, for instance, they might be talking to Margaret about me and use my birth name. So me not responding to it would not come into play for that. Was there significant looks made at people? Did you try to catch your uh, Margaret's eyes and, and roll your own eyes? Yeah, I did try to do that. Yeah, yeah. Although... Margaret was awfully polite, so she didn't outwardly hmm. roll her eyes. Did you and your brother and Margaret never got to have like a, a private moment where you explained why there was confusing things going on? Or, or do you trust that your brother handled it already? I, I, I trust that my brother handled it. Yeah. Yeah. But so that was weird. Yeah. And uh, also what kind of cake? Oh, that was just a hypothetical example. Oh, there was, but no, it was chocolate. Okay. No, wait, it was, that's not hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Okay, right, so then we can talk about the next day, which would be Thursday. Sure. So, right, so my brother and Margaret arrive on Thursday morning because they caught the red eye. They went to take their stuff up to the their guest room, and while they were kind of unpacking and stuff, I thought, ah, I can chat with my mom and dad and just ask them or remind them about my pronouns. Okay, and this was the, just for my own benefit, this was the first visit in person since you had your name legally changed. Yes, that's okay. true. That's true, right. Although, that seemed to make no difference at all to them. Well, did you flash your driver's license at any point and say, look, you're doing it wrong. You are wrong in the eyes of the state. Ah, uh, I didn't do that explicitly, although there was a moment during Thanksgiving dinner where my aunts and cousins and such who are very supportive, I could have sort of slid my driver's license along the table to them oh because they would they were happy for me okay that's cute and so they kind of passed it around a bit and my parents may or may not have seen it which oh, is fine i bet they did because it's me yeah on thanksgiving day then 
my brother and his girlfriend had kind of unpacking their things, and I thought, hey, I'll ask my parents or remind them, hey, could you work on my pronouns? Or, or what I actually said to them was, I appreciate that you've been calling me uh, Snokespokes rather than my old name, and I just want to mention that it would mean a lot to me if you could use female pronouns like she and her mm. for me. I was kind of thinking this might be like a five-minute conversation that they maybe would say something like, okay, we'll work on that, or mm. maybe just, okay. Was this a nervous prospect for you? Well, yeah, a little bit, yeah, because in as much as they, in as much as my dad used she to refer to me exactly once, my dad seems to be of the viewpoint that, oh, it's embarrassing for her when we out her in public, but if she's amongst people that are aware of her trans status, then it doesn't matter. It seems to be what my dad's view is. But of mm. course, given gender dysphoria and all that kind of stuff, it hurts when they use the wrong pronouns for me, whether people are aware of my trans status or not. Yeah. So I asked that of them, and the weird part after I mentioned that it mean a lot to me if they could use my pronouns is that they just totally got sidetracked on the name. That among among other things, my mom said, for example, well, you may be transgender, but birth name is the name we chose for you. What did you say to that? Because it seems irrelevant. Well, and what I said is, um, but it's also usually a guy's name, and so I chose Ashley. Uh -huh. and, and my dad then said, it would have been a lot easier on everyone if you just could have kept birth name. I even know a girl down the street with that name. Right. As I've known a couple myself, but still irrelevant. Uh, because if I recall, the reason for changing your name was also to enforce the idea that there was a transition happening. Yes, and also to make, to offer a cue of people who were allies and who weren't. Hmm. But, but the main reason that I changed my name is because even though my birth name could be for men or women, it's mostly for men and occasionally yeah. for women. Yeah, probably more than 80-20. Something like that, yeah, sure. So I figured that I wanted something that was more often feminine, like Ashley. But with my parents, they just seem to have this idea that, oh, if there are any women with my birth name, then I should have just kept that and because of this huge burden I'm putting on them for stuff. Well, in, in their words, the huge burden you're putting on everyone. Right, yes, yes, because of course they project their feelings onto... Is that what you everyone. think it is? Do you think that they have not had conversations with other people who feel the same way? Well, I know that... I mean, most of the guests and so on are very polite and probably won't approach them about such things, but my dad's sister, uh, her name is Angie, she's been very just totally supportive. And I know that she went to talk with my dad about this kind of stuff. And one of the things that um, she mentioned that she mentioned to my dad was that she she said that my dad could consider the way that uh, my grandfather, their dad, approached people of different backgrounds and of different traditions. That he was always very open to people of different faiths and of different ethnicities and so on. And that maybe that's something that my dad could kind of look onto in, in this light, which I thought was kind of a great thing to say. Did that happen at the table during no, dinner? No, this was something that my aunt told me that she had talked to my dad about maybe oh, okay. six months ago or something like that. Wow, all right. That's great. Kind of a ways, I guess. So I was 
going through this conversation with my parents that obviously was not going to be five minutes anymore. Hmm. At one point, my mom said to me, well, you've asked a lot of us, and the way you look at this is going to have to change too. As if it was like a give and take thing. Okay. Did they want to take every other letter and mash them up? <laughs> well, I think I think what they're subtly saying is, well, even if other people call you by this name, you just have to get used to us calling you by your birth name. Like, you're just going to have to deal with that even if other people are playing along or whatever. In your case, you have legally changed your name. Yes. So calling you a birth name is more like calling you a nickname or an alias. But at this point, it's almost more like a, a schoolyard taunt or something. Wow. Something where they feel quite comfortable with, but something which I would not prefer. Yeah. At any at any rate, I mean, my mom says, you've asked a lot of us, and the way you look at this is going to have to change too. And I said in reply, no, it won't. I will always be trans. Right. Because I don't, I don't think they're under the illusion anymore that this is a phase, but I still don't quite know how they expect this to turn out. Roughly speaking, as of this most recent Thanksgiving, how long had it been since you came out to your parents? I came out to them right around the Thanksgiving 2010. So it's been okay. almost exactly two years. Wow. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think phases last that long. Mine didn't. Yeah, that's probably true. But when she said that you would have to look at it differently, wasn't she just talking about the name that they would use for you? I think what she was saying is roughly... I don't see why you have to make such a fuss when we call you by birth name. At that point, you whipped out your driver's license and said, Look, look, I'm serious. Look, look at it. And <laughs> I really puzzled over why they couldn't understand why I changed my name. Because I, it later occurred to me, this is like several days later, that it's possible that my parents think that the most difficult part of transition is all the paperwork. Well, it's possible. They haven't been through it. Just by way of comparison, when I see stories in the media about, for instance, how uh, women are treated in the video game industry, right? Oh, yeah, sure. I want to have an opinion, mm -hmm. but then I remind myself I did not grow up as a woman, so uh, I have no idea what it's like. That's true, but you can probably empathize with the situation women are put in. Sympa in sympathize, maybe. But I'll never understand, like, the full impact of being treated as a second-class citizen for decades. Right, yeah, yeah. So I might, uh, in, in a moment of weakness, as your parents are, think that the paperwork is the hardest part. Then I wonder if that's a generous interpretation. Because, well, for instance, even, okay, with the video game scenario, okay, so you're not a woman developing video games, but you've probably maybe seen hints of that that world, maybe even if it was only in your periphery, I mean, you weren't, I don't think you would think you were completely unaware of it. I mean, when you read these articles, it didn't take you by surprise, did it? No, but it has only been maybe in the last few years that I've really understood that this has been happening f throughout the entire lives of these, these women. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks be partially to my wife having lengthy conversations with me about this sort of thing. Because... Uh, she helped me understand that sexism is not outward. Um, 
Right. It most of the time happens in private uh, or quietly. Uh, so. Yes. Right. Anyway. But even, even in another kind of parallel, for instance, people who are gay or lesbian, which is different from transgender, but in some cases, the discrimination against gays and lesbians may be more explicit. Yeah, people will show up to protest things with signs that say ugly things. Oh, sure, yeah. Or shout things at them or whatever, uh, or among other things, but... Whereas, the, the I think the transgender situation is almost not understood for the most part. For trans people, or do you mean for... For cisgender people. Uh, okay, sure, yeah. largely don't even know that the word cisgender exists. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, that, um, I guess for my parents, it would seem that they don't realize the difficulty involved in transitioning. That it is a sort of continuum, as it were, from where I was to where I am now. And especially in the beginning days, I didn't look like the person I was inside. And in that respect, having a masculine name, if I did, would not have helped me. Mm -hmm. Do your parents know about things like gender dysphoria? I don't know. It's something that at one point I thought maybe they would at least look into, but it seems they could totally care less about this kind of thing. So I, I may just have to point something like that out to them. Yeah. How much of your parents not being on board is keeping you from being uh, comfortable in your life away from your family? Like in your day-to-day, everyday? It's hard to it's hard to put my finger on it, but it's something that it does weigh on me, just kind of as a, a weight that's on my shoulders all the time. But I think what's almost more so a factor is that not only are they unsupportive, but they, they don't support me at all. And so those times where I'm having difficulty, maybe maybe I'm nervous about interviewing for a job or something. And if I could talk to them, if they could say, oh, we have faith in you, you're good at what you do, and so that, and so on, that would really go a long way if, if they could support me through my tougher times because parents who are supportive in, in other areas can really make a big difference. But they don't, I don't have that with my parents. Do you think that they think they don't support you at all? I think they think that they've made huge sacrifices. Specifically what? Like calling me Snooks Pooks instead of my birth name. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they're comfortable around your new body shape and clothing and makeup and hair? Well, so that's the weird part is that I don't think they're stoked about it. But so after this this particular conversation with my parents about the pronoun stuff, the guests were coming in over around four o'clock for Thanksgiving for the meal. And so I went up to stairs to change into some nicer clothes, in part because I was doing some baking earlier. I didn't want to get flour over stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I had a, a herringbone skirt and sort of a maroon-colored cami and a black cardigan. Put that on. I came downstairs. And my mom just casually remarked, oh, that's a nice skirt. Okay. And I was like, uh, th thanks. She said that before, hasn't she? She's she's approved of your womanly clothing before. I don't remember another cobbler before this one. Hmm. 
but it was just so offhandedly. And also wasn't clear if, if she was complimenting the skirt or complimenting me for having worn it. Although maybe that's splitting hairs. I don't Anyway, at the Thanksgiving meal then, we had 12 people invited over, and it so happens that the dining room has seating for 12 people. So, given that my parents are very particular about such things, they had name cards for each seat. So that, well, they wanted to ensure that two people who already knew each other wouldn't be sitting immediately adjacent, because then they would just talk to each other, so they wanted to space them out. I know, it's, it's a whole, like, thinky-talky... Yeah, you're totally skeptical, Jay, I know. That wouldn't happen... With any of my relatives. That's, I'll okay. just leave it there. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, they're not they're not letterpress or anything. They're just like little index cards that they've cut out and sure. wrote them on. Okay. As it turned out, every seat had a name card, except for one seat did not have a name card. I imagine they must have agonized about that decision. What I heard from my aunt Angie, and maybe this is something my parents told them in so many words, but... Effectively, they couldn't bear to write my name. Oh. Now, does my memory serve correctly that in past years they wrote your birth name and that you had to turn it over real quickly? They did that last year, yes. Yeah. Although, indeed, last year was also before I had written my letter. And legally changed your name, yeah. Which one felt worse? See, my birth name felt worse, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Because that outed me. Except for the, the small percentage of people who might leap to the conclusion, based on your appearance, that you're a woman named that name. Right, yeah. Did that make things taste worse? No, it was, Thanksgiving was still yummy. Yeah, so that was good. Yeah, but it was just odd to me, because it's like I'm not Beetlejuice, like they if they write it down three times. Oh, <laughs> right. I mean, for goodness sakes, like, is it really that bad to write my name on there? I don't think it was the writing. I think it was the having it on the table, right? Because they could have asked somebody else to write it for them if that was the case. Right, yeah, yeah. So Thanksgiving was yummy and so on. Uh, although it's at one point I did hear, overhear my dad saying, in a tone of voice you would normally use when describing moon, moon landing conspiracies. Ah. Like, oh, he wants us to call him Ashley. <sighs> that seems... M more aggressive than passive aggressive. Uh, had he been drinking at that point? Yeah, I mean, we had a glass of wine or two, but it wasn't. I don't think that was a large factor. My dad was at the other end of the table, so he probably didn't think I could hear this. Ah, was no, it one of those things where everybody else got quiet coincidentally? Uh, no, not, not particularly. It may have just been a happenstance. Yeah. Although, on the other hand, one thing that was kind of nice is that there was a point where my dad was telling a story and used the wrong pronouns for me and apparently my aunt Angie and my cousin Guy both chimed in saying uh she oh yeah all right and even to the point where my dad would then restart that sentence and still use he and so they would just correct him again and so this went around like I don't know five or six times or something <laughs> so that was amusing for me wow for what it's worth, I have a, a different friend who I don't think you've ever met. Nope. Uh, from college who was posting on Facebook about how Wachowski changed her name to Lana Wachowski. I used both pronunciations of the last name there because I'm not sure which one's correct. And uh, my friend asked 
Like, isn't it weird if we're telling a story about making the Matrix to use the name Lana and, and female pronouns? And I said, well, not necessarily. A lot of people feel like they've been female the whole time and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yay! So there, you've done some good in the world indirectly. You're a good ally, Jay. Yeah. You get it. I get it. I get it yeah. least that much. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, the other angle, as far as the Wachowski thing, is just that, I mean, not only is the part of the possibility that she felt she's been trans all along, but also that it would out her to use her birth name, even though in her case, she's kind of famous-ish, so the, right. that's sort of theoretical. But All right, so on on the next day, over dinner, this was with my parents and my brother and uh, his girlfriend, Margaret. We happened to have a salad that had avocado in it. Okay. And my brother was like, oh, avocado. And, and so Margaret chimes in to say something like, yeah, I was surprised to learn that Adrian doesn't like avocado or isn't as stoked about it or something. And my mom looks at me and kind of gestures in my direction. And after maybe half a second says, this one loves them. <laughs> How John McCain of her. All right. I knew. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I could see the gears turning in her head because as if she turned and wanted to address me, but then was thinking, uh-oh, I'll I'll get the water pistol if I use the wrong pronoun, <laughs> so I'll just... Yeah. Water pistol, that's cute. It was, it was bittersweet when my mom did that. Mostly bitter. Yeah. Because it showed that, well, she didn't use the wrong pronouns for me, but at the same time, it was as if she was merely trying to avoid my scorn rather than trying to do the right thing. Sure. Anyhow, later in the conversation, my dad was talking about colleges and the choice of colleges and so on, and he was talking to Margaret about how I went about choosing the college that I went to. Okay. So at one point, my dad mentioned to Margaret, Oh, well, it was sort of coming down to Carnegie Mellon and Virginia Tech and a couple other schools, and he decided to go to Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. And I interjected, and I said, oh, I would prefer female pronouns. And my dad said, but you were a he at the time? This is like the thing from earlier, but I said, no, I've, I feel that I've always been transgender. Of course, that's the kind of thing that needs more discussion really to get him to understand it but i couldn't have a sidebar right in the middle of dinner to yeah is saying i feel i've been transgender the whole time different than saying i feel i've been a woman the whole time or female the whole time um i mean in my case they're pretty much synonymous i okay. think interesting i think i think the reason i phrase it that way by saying that i feel that i've always been transgender is because I didn't want them to get too hung up on what it means to be male or female and stuff because they're already kind of like hmm. kind of goofy on that stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm mostly just stuck with with that part. And in fact, I'm, I'm thinking I might send them an email at some point just kind of ask him to, about the pronouns I would prefer and that kind of thing. So at any rate, this was a, as a whole, it was kind of a frustrating Thanksgiving because my parents would, they call me Snooksporks. There may have been once or even twice where my dad would say my birth name and then self-correct himself to say, oh, Snooksbooks. Hmm. But Snooksbooks, to me, was or I, I had meant that to be a crutch for them as a something they could lean on yeah. and then move into Ashley. But if they're just going to use it all the time, that, that's still my not my name. Right. So I'm really wondering what I can do to further impress upon them that I'm really serious about this. 
Well, I was only half joking when I said to bring a stack of photocopies of your driver's license. That's pretty cheap and showy and dramatic, but like there's they've got a huge mental block there, and I just try things yeah. <laughs> until something works. I mean, I actually I had a conversation with my brother at one point where I it was my brother and me and my cousin Guy, and I was talking to Guy and saying basically my parents could give a shit about what name they call me. Yeah. And my brother kind of interjected to say, no, actually, they do give a shit. They give a shit about calling you by your birth name. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's not just that they're unaware or that they're being ignorant. They're actively being intolerant about this. I find it odd about where they're drawing the line, because if they're not complaining about your uh, hormones, for example, and your mm -hmm. makeup and your hair and your clothes, why they would be so insistent on using the wrong pronouns and name I, th I think some of it is that it, they feel that maybe that's something that's in their, in their control. And also that my birth name was named after my mom's dad and my birth middle name was named after my dad's dad. So there's like the familial tradition thing. Have they tried while you're under their roof, so to speak, uh, asking you to go change into something more manly? Nope, they haven't done that. Okay. I mean, the weir another weird part from that conversation that was meant to be five minutes but it being like 20 minutes was at one point where after my dad had said to the fact that well there are girls named by your birth name and you could have just kept that and so i asked my dad at one point if i had been given the name of bruce or some very gendered name yeah and if i was transgender and wanted to go by say sally or sarah or whatever would you have continued to call me Bruce? And my dad says, oh, that's a hypothetical. Yeah. So it's almost as if they're using the theoretical gender flexibility of my birth name as an excuse. That I wonder that maybe if even if I had been named Bruce or George or some very gendered name, perhaps they would have just called me that even in this in that scenario. I feel like that's probably the case, and I would say that their insistence on calling you birth name would be like a very strong family tradition ego thing. This is the mm -hmm. name we gave this person. But when you add in the pronoun mistakes as well, I think there's more going on. Yeah. I've been thinking to myself, well, what can I do to further impress upon them the the urgency of things or whatever? Because it's it's not like I'm asking for chocolate ice cream and they gave me vanilla mm -hmm. or vice versa. This is not a minor thing like that. It's, it, it really hurts when they call me by my birth name and when they use the wrong pronouns. And, and it sounds like they know that. They're just dead set uh, on the idea that you might change your mind about whether it hurts. I don't know if they know how much it hurts. Well, it sounds I like you've they're... said it. I'm sure it's in your face when you say eight times in a day I, I would prefer you call me Ashley it might be I guess I think that their cissexism is or their cisgender privilege is just so overbearing that they're blinded to the discomfort that it brings me when they do that so I've been I've been thinking about things I can do to try to uh, impress that upon them and one of the things I mean, as a last resort would be something like just cutting things off with them, like the nuclear option, which I would not want to do. Right. 
But I was thinking, well, is there a middle ground there? Like, for instance, my parents usually come visit me over a weekend each summer. And supposing I told them that something like, even though I will continue to visit you, if you would like to come visit me, you can do so when you call me Ashley. Mm -hmm. Much the same as uh, my mother and I had an arrangement where when I was a passenger in her car, she could listen to her music when she was being driven around by me. She, it was rock and roll all day long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, along those lines, I wouldn't want them to think that I was just doing this because like, oh, I'm the host or whatever, because I don't want them to pull the card of, oh, well, when you're in our house, then we'll mess up your name all we want. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. That's already happening. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really thinking, I'm really, really thinking about that. Just, and I don't know if it'd be over the phone or a letter or something, but. Are you going to, would you allow for the possibility of Snooks books in that scenario? Because I would love to see them. Um, just from a science point of view, I'd love to see them visit you and not use any names or pronouns at all and just say, you know, hey, you. Or that one. Or come over here, not my husband. <laughs> 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 yeah it's possible it'd be really awkward but it's possible yeah so anyway i don't know for sure if that's something i would i would yeah. go for but that's that's on my mind okay well we've got some time left if you want to teach me something ladylike yeah sure okay are there two jobbies yeah two jobbies <laughs> yay okay wait yes two okay yeah okay so first jobby you probably remember this guy this is the l'oreal mm. magic perfecting yeah. base sure primer yeah, we talked about this on... The shape looks familiar. Yeah, a couple of shows ago. Yep. Yep. What I mentioned in, in one of the earlier shows is that, um, although I preferred Smashbox Photo Finish as a primer, that this one was, as a drugstore brand, was still pretty good and it was a slight bit cheaper. And so, heck, you could kind of go for this one as a possibility if you didn't have the funds for the Smashbox Photo Finish. Mm -hmm. But... Oddly enough, they seem to have rejiggered the formula slightly. Oh. Whereas before, it was more of a creamy texture. It's now almost like a solid foam, if that makes any sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, like cotton candy, or? Like, have you ever had those goofy yogurts where they're, like, whipped, where they put air into them? Let's say yes. <laughs> well, I would like to find an analogy that works. I, mean, foam, I don't know what foam is, our audience foam is a solid. So it, it's harder to spread on your face and such. And so I'm gonna have to give this a downgrade. Oh no! That okay. If you're if you're really tight on cash and you don't have other options, then sure go for this because it's better than no primer. Hmm. But if you're able to, I would strongly recommend going for Smashbox Photo Finish because I think that is now a clearly better product than this, rather than just a slightly better one as it was okay. before. Groovy. So, yeah. So that was first jobby. Okay. Second jobby. And this is about cleaning your makeup brushes. Oh, all right. Which I think we we talked about on an earlier show. Uh, at, at least one yep. kind of brush, yeah. Yeah. Because you got, like, the baby shampoo. Right. Yeah. Bop. So the basic idea being that you can use the baby shampoo on your brushes and push that in and then wash it out. And I've actually learned a couple extra tips in that sequence. One of which is, okay, so the baby shampoo is still good because it's not too harsh and will be good on your brushes. But the other thing I've learned is that, especially on your natural hair brushes, as opposed to ones that are synthetic, you should also use a conditioner, just like your regular hair. Okay. Hmm. I use a boar's head brush when I'm shaving. 
Okay. I've never, aside from rinsing it, done anything to clean it, should I? It could probably help. I mean, in your case, mm. I suppose it's shaving cream that you'd be, yeah. Mm. So your shaving cream probably washes out pretty cleanly. But oh, okay. It might, it could, it could help, yeah. I don't, I don't mean to make everything about me. I just, uh, happened to occur to me that I have a brush in my arsenal that is made with... No, that's alcohol. all right. It's all right. So, at, at any rate, the, what, the part the conditioner helps with is that for people who have used natural hair brushes, you may find that sometimes you end up with, like, a bristle that comes off onto your cheek or something. And that could be of one of two things. One of which is that if the glue comes loose that holds all the bristles in, then they can just fall out. Oh, okay. The other one of which is that if the hair becomes too brittle, it can break and it can look like it's fallen out, whereas it's just broken off. Okay. And that's where the conditioner comes in, that it helps keep the hair supple and all that. All right. Neat. So you've tried this? Yeah. And actually, it's resuscitated one of my brushes that I thought was a goner. Oh, no that, kidding. Which one? Because I think it was a blush brush that was just giving me bristles all over my face. I was like, oh, this is bogus. Okay. But then I, I wash it and I use the conditioner and then it's it's okay now. So, yep. You had a brush that you thought was a goner, but you didn't throw it out. Yeah, because I thought, well, I thought, well, maybe there's something that can be done. Okay. And I also thought to myself, maybe I could donate this to another trans friend who, because if right. you don't have a brush, then having one is better than nothing, I guess. Sure, sure. So then the other thing, though, that I learned, and this is with regard to the problem about the bristles falling out of your brush, that one thing that can cause that is after you wash them, if you set them down flat, then the water can seep in to where the glue is, oh. and it can slowly dissolve that, and then the bristles can fall out. Okay. But what you can do is if you take a towel, like like this guy, and then if you roll it up, Okay, so I got a roll for the towel. Okay, then if you pretend that, okay, if this is your countertop, like this guy, you can put the towel down sort of on one end, and you may actually want to say, roll this guy out a little bit. So hmm. like, okay, like this guy. Mm -hmm. And then if you, as you put your brushes down, form sort of a natural incline. Cause you can, it's like a little shelf. Cause you could put your brushes this way. Sure, and sure. Then, yeah. Don't they also make cups for toothbrushes that you just put your brush in? Would those be bristles up? I don't, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I okay, was thinking well, okay, bristles down. So even if, if supposing those existed, if you put them in bristles up, the water would seep directly right, into the right. glue and that'd be bad. If you did it bristles down, then the weight of the brush would cause your bristles to get all like malformed. Like a banana peel kind of thing? Oh, okay. But there isn't a thing that, for example, we had a gizmo for holding our mops and things where you would put in the stick and then move it up a little bit and gears would capture it in place. Oh, yeah. That may exist. They, they make things like that, uh, ironically, for my boar's head shaving brush. Oh. But I don't know how many brushes you're dealing with <laughs> getting the water out of at one time. It sounds like you've got at least six. Yeah, it's probably closer to 10 or 12. Um, so yeah, your towel system sounds pretty good. Yeah, because that way you get your incline. And then as well, if you unfurl the, the towel a little bit, then you still have, you can put the brush head on this end and then the, the handle on the higher piece. Yeah. So you form an incline that way so that okay. it's overall pointing downward, but it's merely just at an angle. So it's not deforming your bristles. And also it's a towel. So you're not making a mess on your counter. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. So conditioner, very handy. And also when drying your brushes, try to do so at, a, at an angle with the bristles facing at the lower part because that'll help avoid the bristles coming out. Well, that's, you have lots of smarts and brains, Ashley. Thank you for sharing them with us. Yeah, I was actually reading about this on a website because I was searching for how I could fix my brushes because the bristles were coming out. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and brushes aren't always cheap, so I didn't want that to happen. Let's talk again soon. Yeah. Bye, sweetie. Bye, Jake.